This episode of the Omaha Bar Association Bar Talk podcast has been brought to you by the Omaha Daily Record, Omaha's legal and business news since 1886, online at omahadailyrecord.com. The Omaha Daily Record is your source for news in the legal community, as well as legal public notices. Hello and welcome to another installment of Bar Talk Podcast, bringing you everything you need to know about law via discussions, interviews, and news updates. to another edition of the Omaha Bar Association Bar Talk podcast. I am your executive director, Dave Summers, and I am here at Creighton Law School today sitting down with 1L Jacob Baker, who himself has started a podcast here for 1Ls. And so what would be better than talking to somebody who's doing a podcast while on a podcast I think that's that's the most amazing Friday I could spend. So that's that's why I'm here. Welcome. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. It, it, it does feel a little uh, like collusion, the two of us making our own podcast with each other, doesn't it? Right. Right. And and here I thought we were going to be against each other, and your you know listenership is going to be higher than my listenership. <laughs> and here we are doing podcasting together. That's awesome. Um, now, Jacob, you you mentioned in your email. A different name than Jacob Baker's. <laughs> uh, Jacob is fine. I go. That's fine. But uh, prior to uh, uh, re- moving here to Nebraska from California, uh, most people called me by my middle name, Mateo. Okay. And um, so, uh, and the reason for that is because um, so uh, years ago, it's been a long, long time. But years ago, um, there was a day that uh, I uh, I was going to college and I was going to class one morning, and one of my professors stopped me and said, "Jake, Jake, oh my God." Why were you arrested? What happened? <laughs> like what? And then uh, a little bit later, had this another professor ask me why was I arrested? What happened? And I'm just, what are you talking about? And uh, this was the break of the um, United States versus Jake Baker case, which is out of the Supreme Court of Michigan, I believe. <laughs> and as it turned out, that a gentleman by the name of Jake Baker had uh, distributed violent pornography, pornographic stories with his email address uh, that involved uh, students, uh, fellow students of his, and he'd been arrested for it, and it was a giant First Amendment issue. Like I say, went to the Supreme Court of Michigan State, and, uh, and yeah, it's, 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 it's actually a big early um, case in um, uh, internet speech freedom, I guess, freedom of speech in, on the internet. And, uh, and yeah, so ever since then, um, every time I go by Jake Baker, you know, right. I, uh, somebody like Google searches me and then I get these scared emails like, oh my God, is that you? Like, <laughs> no, I'm from California, not Michigan. I've never been to Michigan. And so I, for a long time I went with, uh, Mateo Baker, but I figured now that I'm in law school, you know, that, um, now I, I've decided to, to readopt Jacob. We'll see how it goes. If I start getting terrified looks and, uh, Google people doing Google searches on me, then maybe I'll have to swing back. But <laughs> that's why it, it takes me back to a classic The Office, or not sorry, The Office, but Office Space. Uh, Michael Bolton. Why yes. did you just change your name? Why should I change my name? He's the one who sucks. <laughs> uh, certainly applies here. Um, so I also am coming in with a solid ten dollar microphone setup 
free audio software to put this together. I'm looking at a whole desk full of equipment that is probably more expensive than my car. Um, you seem to know what you're doing here. You you have a background in this, don't you? I do. I do. I um, the, the amazing thing, I, I, I have a film degree from the University of Southern California. Uh, that's what I studied before coming here, and that was actually a graduate, no less. So... Yeah, I studied under uh, Tom Holman, the inventor of the THX sound system, and a uh, whole bunch of other big guys down in L.A. So, um, yeah, audio was kind of my thing. I, uh, I had originally thought I was going to be, my original plan in life was to uh, be a, uh, make, do um, audio for movies, for start working in Hollywood and all that. Um, kind of took a big change early after my graduation um, when I ended up getting a job in video games. Uh, became a dialogue editor on the um, NFL 2K series for the Sega Dreamcast when that came out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you know, it's funny that all these years later, I still get people like, oh, yeah, that was really good. That was a good one. Yeah. It was, it was so far ahead of its time. I mean, the Dreamcast <laughs> came out, and you're thinking, oh, this is going to be another, you know, very, very pixelated version. And, oh, my gosh, that just blew out of the water. Yeah. No, oh. It was, it, was, it was amazing. It was extraordinary what we were doing. And, yeah, yeah, and after, when it was Dreamcast versus Play, the original PlayStation, I mean, it was just a whole new age. <laughs> but uh, it's awesome to be a part of that. But yeah, that's been my career. I'd worked, I've worked in video games since then. I uh, moved around to Sega, Nintendo, finished up my career in 2K, uh, working on NBA 2K, and then, uh, and then yeah, yeah, I um, then decided to take a new direction in life here, and uh, now I'm in law school. Well, and certainly you weren't going to give up your passion. You're still, you're still oh, no. doing audio here. You're oh, doing absolutely. the podcast, so that's good. I, I love it. I, audio will always be a part of me. I love recording audio. I love recording dialogue. That's always been my favorite. You know, there's some guys that are into uh, building sound effects, um, but uh, dialogue's always been the part that I always liked. So really, you know, really, really well recorded, getting it all nicely cut and all that. And I think it's uh, so podcasting was kind of a natural thing for me. Yeah. I've engineered several before coming here. And I think that when I first arrived, that was they were talking about, you know, start a study group, start a study group. And I thought, well, I got an idea. What if I did a study group? But I also used all this gear that I've collected over my career. And uh, thankfully, I've been able to find a couple of guys to uh, join me in it. And uh, it's been a little of a rocky start. I think yeah. we've had a couple of episodes where we didn't quite know what to do and what we were doing probably wasn't as useful as it could have been. Yeah. Uh, the last episode we recorded uh, on Sunday um, was actually really solid. We went over a lot of our tort stuff, described a bunch of situations, did some hypos and stuff, and that seemed to be a lot more helpful, just getting over stuff. Is there a model that you're going off of? Does this exist anywhere else? I am not aware. Yeah. I don't. I, I looked online. I did look uh, on like iTunes and yeah. Stitcher, looking for other podcasts. There's now there's lots of legal podcasts. There's no shortage sure. of that. Right. But um, but things that were specifically towards um, students and especially one L's. I mean, starting off students, I really wasn't able to find anything. Yeah. Found a lot of stuff on like old cases on particular types of law and and, and certainly plenty of stuff for people that are already practicing. But as for guys that were like us who were just learning this stuff. Um, no, it seemed like uh, pretty new. And, and and as for a plan, no, there was none. It was just kind of like, I think this would be fun. I know I'd have a lot of fun making it. Hopefully some other guys would have fun recording it with me. And so we got together. And uh, and like I say, it's we still haven't quite found just the right way to do it, but this is going to be a part of it. I think that uh, adding, you know, I, I like to build it into two halves with a break in the middle. Right. And putting a, an interview into that break is going to be a good way of helping to separate the halves and 
decide, you know, what port, what we're going to cover on those. But we're getting closer. Mm -hmm. But uh, but yeah, it's it's been a lot of learning. And where can people go to listen to your podcast, even if they're in practice <laughs> and and think they know everything about you know the one one L year? Where can they hear it? I'm right now. They can hear it on Blue Line. That's the unfortunate. Unfortunately, it's not in a good general RSS location like uh, a podcast should be. I'm worth still working on that. But I do have it on my Blue Line account. Um, so Jacob Baker on Blue Line, and there's an open folder on there. Um, I guess they call them e-portfolios, I think. Okay. And uh, if you look at my e-portfolio, you'll find links to uh, the most recent episodes, and you can download them and listen to them there. Okay. So um, I'm hoping eventually to get an RSS put together. I had talked to uh, uh, the Creighton IT team, and uh, unfortunately, they weren't able to give me any kind of web space to set, host it from. So I'm going to have to use uh, some other service and just have to get that all set up. And are you looking to continue this in years two and three, or you're just waiting to get through this one semester and <laughs> see how next semester goes? Or do you have a, a grand vision for this? I would love to be able to keep podcasting through my second and third year. Absolutely. Um, whether it'll be a, uh, a 1L podcast all three years, if I'll graduate to a 2L, 3L, or change entirely, I don't know for certain. But um, I think that looking at the other podcasts that are out there, I do see a value. I could see that perhaps a, a 1L podcast can be really helpful. Mm -hmm. And uh, maybe if I find, uh, if I really do get a, a good groove going, got the idea uh, down how I want to construct the episodes, then I could absolutely see value in helping the next one else that come in and giving them a form to help do in a study group and do it in the same format. Similar to second years giving their outlines to first years and everything like that. Now there's this audio treasure chest to, to pass down. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that, but that's, that's a good point. I like that. That's making me even more inspired. Um, so keeping on the podcast about podcasts, uh, your favorite podcast? Do you, do you have any favorites out there Me? that you're listening to that you you know you would re recommend to anybody other than the OBA Bar Talk <laughs> podcast, which of course is everybody's favorite. Hundred <laughs> percent. <a, it's... laughs> do you do you listen to a lot of podcasts? I do. Yeah. I do. I um I am a big fan of um. Uh, there are plenty of the classics. Pod Save America, mm -hmm. of course. Um. You know, I, I drove out here from California, and during that drive, it was all about cereal. And sure. uh, um, gosh, there's another NPR uh, podcast that I'm. Well, I mean, a whole bunch of the. Um, the uh, uh, goodness, uh, uh, why am I I'm blanking? Um, oh goodness, yeah, I, I'm totally blanking on names all of a sudden. You asked me about it, and I just. Uh, <laughs> it's all right. We haven't we haven't prepped this in, in advance. <laughs> I I was um, I'm a big fan of the the TED Radio Hour stuff. Oh yeah, and um, and. So since I listen to NPR and if I miss something or if I go back, Radio Lab and things like that, you know, anything that's been NPR produced is pretty good. And S Town, you know. Oh, that, that was a spectacular. Series. <laughs> that was that was great. I'm I'm always waiting for more. It seems like I am I've caught up too much on a lot of my podcasts, and now I need to branch out because there I'm I must have way too much time on my hands. I'm listening to way too many podcasts during the day. <laughs> Oh, there's, it's such a good way to, uh, it's such good entertainment, I think. I, I think what I've really enjoyed about podcasting is that it's captured the uh, interest that radio shows do with the convenience of being able to, of like a VCR, you know, you can pop it and listen to it whenever you want. Yep. And that combination is really helpful. Um, CBC also does a whole bunch of podcasts I've listened to that have been really very, quite gripping, a lot of news stories and stuff. I'd say most of what I listen to has been like 
um, uh, news, um, like crime stories, um, stuff like that. I've been listening to a lot of law ones on the way up here. I think the Federalists uh, have, Society has a, a podcast where they go over Supreme Court decisions, and that I found um, it's 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 engaging if the guy who's talking is engaging. They're they're very much the one person talking uh, uh, production, which is great. But you got to have a really entertaining guy to listen to. Right, right. <laughs> and that takes me back. I remember just listening to old recordings of seminal. Supreme Court cases, just just the audio recordings, which um, used to be a kind of a novel thing, and now you know it's right there, um, right afterwards, and or even in simulcast, it might be now. It's not even a recording; they can they do a live uh, live recording um, that's broadcast out to everybody. It's amazing. But listening to those, I mean, you know, the 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 questioning from the justices. You have you know Stephen Olson doing an amazing job, and. All, all the uh, great barristers that have been in front of them, solicitors um, that have been in front of the the court for so long, and you know the crowd gets into it. They're, they're sort of chuckling, laughing at at some you know sarcastic line of questioning, and you're, uh, that it's just a great experience. I've been out there to Supreme, the Supreme Court, and and once you've been in that space, and then you listen to it, it's it's a pretty cool world to get into. That you know, those huge Supreme Court cases, it's just a small little room with, you know, 80 people in it. And it's, it's pr pretty fun to listen to those, even though it's maybe not so fun to, um, <laughs> to listen to them all the time. But, you know, the good big cases that you're reading about in your constitutional law classes, they're worth a listen on, I think it's oya.org has all the ones going back as far as they've been recorded. So I, I may have to listen to those again. I, I would say that one of the things that has been really exciting about uh, my 1L year is um, when you, the one thing I think I've learned more than a month that I've ever learned in any month of my life. It's been <laughs> extraordinary how much just gets crammed in so tightly. But um, everything that uh, I'm learning, since it is all foundational, it's affecting all the stuff at the top that I would have thought. So mm -hmm. suddenly I, I know that, you know, just, just in this last couple of weeks, things that I thought would have been like settled law or, you know, didn't, I never really thought about till after the decision came out. Suddenly it's like, oh, wait a minute, how did they write? Because now they're going to have to consider those things that I learned in my foundation to make that argument. Like, oh my, it makes me want to go back and read, uh, reread the opinions and stuff. It's true. I, I thought I knew a lot more about the world and then I got to law school and realized I did not. Yeah, it's 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 really a beautiful thing how it's all so t um, tied up with each other in this really kind of intricate web, and uh, and yeah, it, it it adds more flavor to things that would have otherwise had just they were entertaining on themselves when they came out with the decision, but now it's like there's just a whole new depth to them. <laughs> so for the listeners out there that are, have been in practice for many years and they're they're wondering what's what's the deal with these law students? What they're coming in here? What do they see the future of the legal profession? Because you know, if, if we've been out there for decades and we see it from our perspective where it's been, but we don't necessarily see that future as well as you all do coming mm -hmm. in and getting the fresh eyes on it. Where, where do you think where do you think it's at by the time you get out or or ten years past that? Are, are you are you looking forward to it more than? being petrified by it like we are or, or uh, you know what are they what are they t telling you here or what do you what do you see 
it's uh, it's a little hard to see from the one elf perspective, I think, just because we're so buried in foundation. Um, I'm sure that a lot of what the light at the end of the tunnel will be a little bit clearer once we get to our second and third years, and maybe it'll be a little clearer of what might be out there. Uh, I can tell you that there's plenty. When I talk to my friends about what they want to do, there's a whole lot of indecision. Mm-hmm. Like, I haven't figured out yet whether do I like sports law or do I like criminal or what what variety do I like? And, yeah. and there's still a lot of question in that. Even I, I'm not entirely certain myself. Um, I think that one of the things that uh, excites me and I always thought was kind of cool about um, uh, my own entering law school is that since I've come from this video game background, which I, I think is fairly unique. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I, I definitely am excited about the, pers- uh, the, the prospect of being able to um, find legal applications for like virtual reality and mm-hmm. uh, game engines and all the things um, that I was doing before because um, I worked in motion capture and I worked in VR uh, experiences and stuff and I'm sure that these are platforms that will need you know uh, legal help and uh, and I mean that's I'm excited at the idea of being able to fold in my past experience with that. Yeah. More podcasting, <laughs> and certainly I I hope that you know if if, if the one L podcast gets big, then maybe I get even better gear and you know, have my studio made. <laughs> well, and you know there there was kind of this uh, the '90s uh, feeling that oh you go to law school you get a, a big gig you make a lot of money, and then you know the financial crisis hit and it was oh you go to law school to put off getting a job where you got laid off of your job and you're going to go do this and, and don't really know, but yeah, you're still going to get a job. And then all these people didn't find jobs. And so, you know, the, even you look at the size of Creighton Law School, not in law schools around the country, how they, they were they were swollen, um, you know, in the late 2000 uh, aughts and, and how it's, it's shrunken down. And so it, it was just a question, I guess, in some respects, what are these new students seeing out there as as the reason for getting into it? Um, if we've sort of said that there isn't a mint to be made uh, just by having your degree, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, what what's the motivation? What's the what's the the drive? Um, I think at the core, there's still you know people want to do good. They want to help other people. They want to you know do the most they can do with their life. You know everything like that. But it was just. Just curious. It's a. I think it's kind of an exciting time right now. I'm gonna say that um, I think there's a fair amount that of interest in just the political situation the country's in at the moment, yeah. and how much that's going to um, uh, how much that's going to be changed by the people that practice law in the near future. Um, you know, I, I'm I, I'm I'm the son of a lawyer. And uh, my mom uh, studied uh, when she was uh, during the uh, Nixon resignation, right around there. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's told me again and again, like when I was in law school, it was crazy. It was so much. There was just, you know, constitutional law class was just getting rewritten as we were learning it. Yep. And uh, and I kind of feel like uh, you're in the same situation there because it's it's an exci- it's it's there's a lot of change going on right now. Yeah. Um. I think that that may have inspired a lot of people uh, that might otherwise not have gone, but uh, uh, largely, I, I'm sure that there is the uh, plenty of those who, you know, are hoping for the decent paycheck and all that as well. Sure. It's always going to be an attraction. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, I could see that. I think there might be a little bit more inspiration just because of the uh, situation the country's in at the moment and the expectation that there's going to be um, perhaps a unique need 
in the near future. Absolutely. And that, that inspires me too, uh, every day to, to do as much good as I can do, uh, given the, the environment we're in. And speaking of the constitutional flux going on in some respects in talking with, um, Professor Fenner, who is a longtime um, uh, luminary here at the school, longtime uh, professor of constitutional law, and he's he's, he's in mind too. Yeah, he's well, and he's retiring, mm -hmm. you know, um, next year. And he always does a lunch with Fenner every spring, and he's done it for twenty-five plus years. And he's he's just kind of like, uh, I I'll give you a topic, you know, a month in advance when you need to send out the invites. But it'll probably change. There'll probably be a different constitutional issue that I'll need to talk about from the one month out to to the week of the event. So uh, he's he's been kind of he, he's great and he can speak on it. But he's also like, just can can I have a little bit of time to focus on this one constitutional thing before we get to the next constitutional thing? And uh, so it's it's been it's been interesting to watch him kind of pull his hair out <laughs> I, <laughs> on a daily basis. <laughs> you know, I, I watch the news a lot, and uh, man, it's, it's it's many times it's been like something unbelievable in the news. Like, oh my gosh, oh, Fedor's going to totally talk about this <laughs> next class. First thing out of his mouth before he's even put his books down, <laughs> we some mention about you know what's going on in the news. And he I, he had a wonderful quote a couple of weeks ago to the to my class where uh, he said that uh, constitutional law is wonderful because there's always amazing things happening in constitutional law. There's always big controversies. Right now is especially so. <laughs> right. The hyperbole on top of hyperbole. Yeah, I love it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Jacob Mateo mm -hmm. Baker, yeah, uh, thank you so much for um, coming into our, bar our Bar Talk podcast after talking on your 1L podcast. Is that the name that you're going with? Is it 1L It podcast, has changed or? a little bit because, yeah, originally it was 1L briefcast because I thought we were just going to do, like, case briefs. It yeah. seemed like a good unit. But yeah. then we're thinking that uh, it might – we were trying to do all of the, br the briefs for the coming week, and we weren't sure if it was helping us that much. So now we've kind of gone back to 1L podcast so we can talk about – torts or you know you go through restatements and things like that you know, yeah. it's a little more varied like i say still figuring it out we'll, we'll, we'll get something good eventually <laughs> something solid we can depend on every episode well very good thank you so much and and thanks for all the um advice on recording equipment and hopefully listeners you will have a better quality bar talk podcast because of our <laughs> sitting down today thanks so much thank you